0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is worthy. He is more than enough. If you believe that in your living room, why don't you scare somebody beside you on the couch and say he's more than enough. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you are, Lord. More than enough. Thank you, God. We're so excited about continuing revival. We're so thankful for a chance to be able to worship together. We thank God for everyone who's able to join in Uh, digitally, and join together on our live stream, and we just believe that God is going to continue to minister to every life, to every heart, and we know at Austin First Church that amazing things are happening in our world. There are some scary things happening, but there are also some very amazing things happening. To us Christians, what's more scary than death, what's more scary than the coronavirus, is people not having Jesus Christ and not having eternity. And that's why we as the church are saying things like we're excited about revival because we know that when hearts get revived, when hearts catch on fire, we know that the Lord will help them to be saved. And when they're saved, there is no fear, no reason to be afraid. And we're excited to be able to give the gospel to the world. And so as Pastor Green, Kurt Green of Austin First Church, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're just excited about the ministry of the Word of God. And I ask that you right now prepare your hearts because I want to go to the word of the Lord and finish my part two from last week where I talked about getting out of the boat. Uh, once again, shock somebody on the couch beside you and say, get out of the boat. There you go. There you go. I believe that you said it. I just believe that every one of you have said it and you shouted it out loud wherever you were sitting right now. So we're going to get out of the boat. And we're going to do even more than that today in part number two. I want to take you to Matthew chapter 14, 24 through 33. Continue the reading that we began last week and the topic that we began last week. The Bible says, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Isn't that neat how whenever God begins to work, we are in the middle of the sea. And the boat was in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And the disciples, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Yes, the followers of Jesus cried out for fear because they did not recognize what they saw when they saw Jesus on the water. Verse 27 says, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, I want to make sure it's very clear here today, that when they got back into the boat, the boat that they left, the boat they were suppo- he was supposed to get out of, he came back to the boat. When he got back to that boat, the wind ceased. Then the wind was stopping. Then the storm stopped when he got back. To the boat back where his friends were. And, and verse 33 says, then those who were in the boat came and they worshipped him saying, truly you are the son of God. All the other disciples joined in worship after Peter and Jesus got back to the boat and the storm stopped. And they admitted and they worshipped and they confessed, yes, you are truly the son of God. I don't know what sparked it, but Peter knows Peter knows boats, and Peter knows waves. Y'all can be seated. God bless you. You see, if I didn't say that, there would be four people in this place standing for, for the next 30 minutes. Those of you at home probably weren't standing, but if you were, you can, be, you can be seated in your pajamas. God bless you. I don't know what sparked it, but Peter knows boats, and Peter, being a fisherman his whole life, he He knows waves. He says, you know what, forget this. I would rather not put my trust in this piece of wood. If there's a chance that Jesus, Jesus is out there. If there's just a small chance that Jesus is close to me. Why in the world would I stay in this condition? Why in the world would I put my faith in something that's been known to sink? Something that scuba divers use as these fun places to explore under the water. There are ships all over the world greatest ships in the world have sunk, and we know the history of them. And Peter being wise, and Peter being someone that is a professional in the field says, I would rather get out of this condition. Even though boats are the place you stay in the storm, it's what everybody does. It's what I'm supposed to do. I would rather take my chances with the one who walks on top of the thing I am afraid of. Last week, we talked about how we need to get out of the boat and take the challenge. Last week, if you didn't see part one, go watch part one because in part one, we found out that that it's kind of scary when Jesus approaches us during the storm of our life because when we look at him, he doesn't look like something that would save us. And that's how most of our friends feel about the Lord out there that don't know Jesus Christ. They're worried. They're worried because at first glance, Jesus looks like a strange ghostly figure. But remember, you're judging Jesus through a storm and what how clear can it be to see something in the middle of darkness in the middle of rain I don't think it's wise that we judge the fullness of God's identity in the middle of the darkest night I think it's wiser to take a chance and listen to the word because the word of God always looks better than the way that that ghost appears in the storm and so we have to listen to Jesus' word in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the crisis. The world calls this kind of thinking crazy. I know people who think that I am crazy. People who think that people that go to church and Christians are crazy. But what the world calls crazy, the Bible calls faith. The world calls it crazy, but Jesus calls it faith. And so this Peter had faith faith, even though most people would have called him crazy, and perhaps even his friends in the boat thinking he's crazy. So listen to me very clearly today, Jesus floats better than your boat, because while the boat is potentially about to sink jesus is having no problem in the storm of your life jesus comes to us on top of what we're worried about jesus comes to us in the middle of the night time and he's already conquered the thing that you're afraid of i love that jesus doesn't bring his own boat i love that jesus doesn't approach them swimming but jesus comes walking stably walking on top of the storm he floats he will always be more buoyant then whatever is trying to bring us down, that's why we need to put our trust in Jesus Christ. Do you know why Jesus did not make it clear that he wasn't a ghost? Because he could have. He could have easily said, look, I know I look like a ghost. I know you guys are thinking I should be scared and afraid. I know that you guys are probably thinking it's dark. Man, it could be some weird, spooky ghost. Uh, I want to comfort you and let you know I'm not a ghost. Why did Jesus Christ not clarify? Why did he just walk up on them like that? Because, you know, you just don't walk up on people. Especially we know that today in 2020 right now, you really don't walk up on somebody. He just walked up on them in the middle of the night. Uh, He could have clarified and said, you know what? Uh, I don't want you to be afraid because uh, you think I'm a ghost, but I'm not. Uh, It is me, Jesus Christ. Uh, He could have done it. But he knew that they would be afraid Of what they saw. He knew it, but why would he allow this to happen? He allowed this to happen to separate the satisfied lookers from the desperate. Listeners, Jesus doesn't explain everything when he approaches us in the storm because he wants to separate those of us who are serious about our salvation and those of us who want entertainment in the ministry. He wants to make sure that people know, if you really want to be saved, listen to me. You have to be desperate to get this salvation. It's not pretty. It's not easy. It's not all understood at first glance. So he uses the confusion, I guess guess you would say, and he uses this moment of of not having clarity. And he looks at them, and they look back at him, and he separates immediately Peter from the eleven, because Peter desperately wants out of the situation. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But carnality and flesh, our carnality and our flesh, we have to see it to believe it. This is the problem with people who aren't desperate is because they think through their flesh. They think through the eyes of their flesh. They they size it all up, and they think to themselves, well, what does it look like it is? Because flesh relies on the logic of its own knowledge and abilities, and it leaves a person just stumped at the revelation of what they're looking at. But someone who's hungry for the Spirit, all they've got to do is hear it in the middle of a storm. All they've got to do is listen and get a word that says fear not. So we must be careful. We must be careful to think we need it to look right. And I warn you today, even the devil appears as an angel of light. To those people out there who think they have to have everything look right before they can be saved, the devil uses this to his advantage because he pulls people in every day with attractiveness that is fake and not real. The devil can appear as an angel of light. And it's funny because in the storms of life, the devil does not show up like a ghost. He shows up like an angel. He shows up like a savior that you've been looking for. We have to be careful to not go off what we look at during the storms of life. Because what we look at can make more problems than the storm. And this is why the Bible tells us not to use our eyes to have faith. But to use our hearing. And to more importantly use the word of God. You will never find faith to walk through your storm with your sight. Never. It will never look good enough to trust Jesus and step into the supernatural realm. Never. It will never make sense to your eyes. It will never make sense to your brain. You can never just look at it and say, you know what, I think I'll take a step. It will never look okay, but it will always sound right. Always. It will sound like the best move to step out of your situation. Peter says, Lord, if that is you out there, then just call me. Bid me come. And while others just sat there waiting on their fate, Peter said, no, not like like this. I'm not going down like this. I want out. And it's amazing how many people would rather sink in their ability than choose to walk with the deity that is standing right before them. It's amazing how many people would rather just sit there and die, sit there and lose, sit there and sink. Just say the word and I'll do it, Peter said. Call me to go where you are, to walk like you, to be like you, because if you call me, I'll come out. All I got to know is that you want me out. If you want me out and I want out, I'll get out. And when the two of them joined together with this logic that I'm willing to, but I can't without your permission. When the two joined and linked together, a miracle took place. Because Peter wanted to do the same thing that Jesus wanted Peter to do. And when the two wheels synced up, a miracle took place in the midst of the storm. The quotation here is, I know that if you say it, it has to happen, Jesus. This was the faith of Peter, that no matter what it all looks like, my ears are open, and I'm waiting on just one word from you. Because the same God that spoke worlds into existence can make your feet float on top of waves. Can I encourage somebody who looks at where you need to go, and it seems impossible that anything God calls you to, God will call you through. Anything that God says you can go to, he makes a way of escape. He makes a way to miraculously walk on top of the thing you're most afraid of. Because when the Lord says, come, nothing can stop you from going. You're the only reason why you will not walk on top of the waves of your situation. But when the Lord says, you have my permission, there can be nothing to stop you from the miracle from taking place. You have a free gateway into the miraculous. Miraculous. Sometimes the distance between where you are and where you want to go is very scary. But when you hear Jesus say, come, get up out of your sinking ship and walk to Jesus. Even when your friends won't go, go anyway. Even when other people in your house are quiet right now. Don't don't let, don't let them keep you from getting out of your situation. No matter where you find yourself watching this video and you say, what's popular, what's not popular, what do I see, forget all that. You have to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Even when the other 11 in your boat are comfortable to die, you have to make your mind up. Am I going to sit here and be a casualty with all my friends or am I going to step out and get out of the storm and have a miracle in my life? Yes, you might have to leave. Your closest friends. You thought you could lean on them for their advice. You thought you could lean on them. But don't let peer pressure keep you in the boat. Before Peter ever ever preached the day of Pentecost with the 11. With the 11. He learned how to leave the 11. Because they'll never stand up with you if you can't walk away from them. Listen to me. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that Peter stood up with the 11. The same 11, the 11 that did not want to walk with him in the miraculous, he had to be willing to leave them. And if you want your friends to follow you one day and to stand with you one day, you have to be willing to let them go. You have to be willing to walk away from the 11. And if you can be willing to walk away from the 11, the 11 will one day respect you and they will join you in your ministry. They will rise with you on Pentecost and they will back you up when you preach. But you've got to first be willing to leave them for them to respect you, for them to follow you, for them to eventually stand with you. As Peter was walking, he began to sink. But Jesus caught him. What if I sink, pastor? What if I sink when I start? We've all began to sink when we started. I don't know anybody who got out of the boat that didn't start to sink. Can I I encourage someone who you've gotten out of the boat and you didn't understand why you started to sink? This is part of it. The story's not over. It's not just about the miraculous. It's also about the failure. It's not just about the perfection of the miracle. It's about the reality of our flesh and our finite ability. And so in the storm, there may be a moment where you get out, congratulations, but you could sink. And I don't know anybody who's never sunk before. I don't know anybody who has not gotten out by faith and just been perfect, but the Bible says it's okay because Jesus is closer to you now than when you were in the boat. If I'm going to sink, I'm going to go down getting closer to the one that can save me. At least there's a chance that if I'm sinking, he's within arm's reach to save me. My best hope is not to stay where I am at. My best hope is to get as close to Jesus as I can. So Jesus catches him and he he holds him the rest of the way back to the boat. I love this part. You can start with a calling. That's how you get out of the boat. You can start with a calling. But you will only continue with a connection. Many people hear the call, they feel the emotion, and they say, forget it, I'm on my way out. I'm going to go ahead and be in church now. I'm going to go ahead and be a Christian, and they begin with the call. They hear the voice of the Lord say, come, but they don't hear the voice of the Lord say, I can catch you. Everybody wants to step into it because of the emotion and the fear, but we have to learn in Christianity. We have to learn about really being saved and walking with God is that you have to have a connection. And what Jesus taught Peter is you need more than just my word. You need my relationship. You need time with me. You need proximity. A lot of people hear me say get out, uh, but they won't let me help them keep walking. And so what we find in the story is that he got out with a call, but he continued with the connection. Faith gets you going, but following Jesus helps you finish have to stay close to Jesus when you step out of the boat. It's the only really way you stay right and saved in the storm. You might be thinking right now, you know what, I'm doing pretty good, I'm fine, that's great. Hey, look back at the boat. What's going on with the boat? See, this story is not just about Peter walking on water. It's about 11 people who are scared out of their minds. I'm so happy that Peter had a cool story. I'm so glad that Peter got out and he could go and tell everybody he knows he walked on water. But see, there's something else happening in the middle of the storm. There's something else going down in the story. While Peter has a really cool moment and a good story to tell, his friends are back at the boat and they're scared because they are in a storm still and they don't have Jesus in their boat. The story isn't all just about Peter. It's about the total 12. Peter was safe. He was good. But who was holding the other 11? Nobody was. Nobody was holding the other 11. Notice what the other 11 did after Peter returned and the wind stopped because it didn't stop until they got back. This is what they did. They confessed, you are the son of God. And the 11 began to worship with Peter. Their safety and worship was hinging on Peter bringing Jesus back to the boat. Their safety, their salvation from the storm was in the ability of Peter to make a connection and get back to his friends. It's not good enough to walk on top of storms and never get back to the 11. It's not good enough to have good church and never get back to the 11. It's not good enough to have the miracles and signs and wonders all by yourself, you and Jesus, when 11 people are afraid and scared and in quarantine and stuck and they don't know what they're gonna do. I'm so glad you've got a good thing going with Jesus, but there's 11 others who are in the middle of a storm and they didn't get out of the boat and they may not get out of the boat today, but they still need Jesus to save them. They may not have the faith you have, but they're in the same storm that you're in. They may not have the ability to walk on water like you, but you can't look down on them because we're not all like Peter. Some of us won't get out. Some of us need Jesus to come to where we are. Some of us don't have the faith to walk on water, but we don't want to die. Some of us just want to live. Some of us just want to get through the storm. So can I tell you today, you can't just be a a water walker. You've got to bring Jesus back to the boat because 11 scared men are needing salvation today. They want to worship, but they've never seen a miracle. They've never seen a storm stopper. You've got to bring Jesus back to the boat because Jesus and Peter, they've got something bigger going on than just their connection. They've got an opportunity for ministry. And when they get back to the boat, the revelation clicks with everybody. And the entire boat begins the worship. Do you hear what I'm saying? The entire boat was saved and the entire boat was worshiping. At the end of the day, listen very closely, at the end of the day, you're calling your ministries, your walk with God is not just about you. It's about every person that God will use you to bless through every miracle that you go through, through every moment that you were saved. You have got to bring back this Jesus to a scared, fearful, stuck people. So right now today as I close, I just want to encourage you all that you first need to get out of the boat. Because it begins with one and every home and every family getting out of the boat. You can't all just sit in the boat. Someone's got to get out of the boat. You can't just all sit there in the living room and just stare at that monitor. You can't just all sit there and watch that screen. You can't just all sit there because you're all seeking the same. Somebody's got to make the step of faith. Someone's got to be the one to get desperate for the other 11. Someone's got to say, you know what, I'm not staying here. I know better than staying here. I'm sick of this life. I'm sick of living this way. Someone's going to be the first one to step out of the boat. But then whenever you get out of the boat, Understand the connections made. Understand you've got Jesus with you. Understand you've got to get back to the 11. And this is how the Lord moves through people. This is how the Lord moves in revival right now. Is Jesus can get to where you are when you can't get to where he is. Right now, all across the community, all across the world, people are stuck in a storm. They're stuck in a storm. And they don't know what to do. And while we all can't get out in the storm, that's not realistic. There's usually one in every group that has the faith to get to Jesus. I don't know who you are in your home or who you are in your family and your group of friends, but I know this. I know that you might be feeling something inside of you right now that says, I'm sick of sitting in the boat. When all 12 of us are scared, don't know what to do, I'm so tired of sitting here waiting on us to die. I think I hear Jesus calling. Hey, be quiet, guys. Be quiet. I think I hear something. What is that out there in the distance? I don't don't know. I hear a voice. But Peter, that could be a ghost. It could be that the, the death angel's coming to kill us. But it could be that's our Savior. It could be that what you're afraid of and you're afraid of and you're afraid of is here to help us. It could be that everybody in the boat's afraid of Jesus, but we don't have a choice now because the wind is boisterous and the waves will kill us. I'm going to step out today and take a chance. It takes one in every 12 to get the faith, to step out of your comfort zone, step off your couch, get up from where you're sitting and begin to worship and begin to cry, to produce a revival, to spark a fire in every house across Austin, every house in Texas, every house of this nation, every house in the world, it takes one to walk on the water to show the eleven our God is real our God can float on top of the things we're afraid of who will the eleven look to for encouragement there's got to be a Peter in every boat and someone right now listening to me online you're probably feeling right now I think I could get out of this boat. I think I could cry out to the Lord. I think I could pray. I think I can minister right now. I think I could get out. It's okay, my friend. You might start to sink, but the Lord's arms are stretched. His arms are outstretched. There is not a place in the world that you can sink to that my God cannot lift you out. Let people know that we can walk on water and be pulled out of water. Let the world know we are people. We are humans. Sometimes we walk on top, and Sometimes we're pulled out. It's the same God, the same God that lets you walk on the water. It's the same God that can pull you out. He is a balanced God. Someone right now receive your miracle and somebody else get pulled out. Stop being so upset about your doubt. Stop kicking yourself when you're down. Stop saying, well, pastor, I thought I was greater than I was. I got out in the coronavirus quarantine, and I'm going crazy at home. I'm not doing good with my faith. Don't be discouraged. At least you're walking out in the storm. At least you tried. At least you tried. The Lord will lift you up. The Lord will pull you out. There are people here listening to me right now, who you feel something and you say, I hear the voice. I don't know, I don't know what I see, but I hear the voice. I feel like the Lord's calling to me right here in my home to go into a moment of prayer, a moment of worship, to step out of the comfort zone. Well, all my family looks at me as scared. That's fine. Let them look at you, but you need to have a miracle in your life today. You can sit there and let your family and let those in your living room control you or you can say, no, I've got to get out of this thing to show them there's hope. i got to show them that this thing won't beat us. i got to show them that our God is mighty and if he calls me, I can go, I can walk, I can accomplish the things for which he has called me to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray a covering over every member of every house every person tuning in and watching this ever guest, God I know what we're facing right now we're under quarantine and the winds are blowing and we're stuck and we don't know how to get through it but there is one that is on the way he does not look like the others but he is not like the others he doesn't look like all the other things we run to he's not your Netflix he's not the thing you normally go to he's not your bottle he's not your drug he's not like the others that come to you in the store he's unrecognizable but he's also the God of heaven and of earth and he walks on top of the storm and he calls out be not be not fearful be not afraid and someone has to take him up on the challenge and say this right now say it out loud wherever you are Lord if that's you talking to me if that's you that I think I see give me permission And I'll get off this couch. I'll get out of this this messed up depression. I will rise up and walk on top of the thing I'm most afraid of, God. I will find my faith in the midst of the storm. And when I find your Jesus and I walk with your Jesus, I'm going to bring you back to my 11 friends. And I'm not going to look down on them. I'm not going to look down on them. But I'm just going to bring them back. And we're all going to worship together when this is all over. We're all going to be in sync in our minds and our revelation of who you are. We're all going to worship together in the midst of this scary moment. Someone is the catalyst for every revival in every home. Someone has to be the one to step out and show the others it's going to be okay. Our God is mighty. At the end of all this, you will start to confess of a truth. You are the Son of God. Of God you are who I thought you were I didn't know who you were out there in the distance in the storm at night but now I know it is clear to me you are you are you are the one that I thought you were you are the voice that matches up with the be not afraid you are the son of God I know it because the storm stopped. I know it because I watched my brother walk on water. I know it now, but I did not know earlier. It is confirmed you truly are. You truly are the Son of God. Holy Ghost minister right now. In every home, every life, let people be filled with your spirit right now. Let people pray with each other and let the Holy Ghost be, be falling in every house, across every community right now, all over the world. Let people understand just one step of faith. You have permission to step out. You have been given the calling to step out in the last days. Oh, in the last days, the Bible says that the, the spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. That means you have the permission right now to receive it. You've got the permission right now to get it uh, in the name of Jesus Christ Uh, you have been given permission to walk on top uh, of what you're afraid of Uh, so step out and walk on it get close to Jesus because yeah you'll probably sink and you'll probably still be a human but he will hold you he will keep you close and he will come back to your house he will come back to your families thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord lord move in every home right now all across this world every person listening let the minister of your spirit begin to move i thank you lord for the power of the holy ghost i thank you god for ministering and touching right now in every heart and every home jesus Oh, God, we come before you right now in prayer, humble before you, Lord, ready to get out. I've been trusting too much in men. I've been trusting too much in things. I want to separate myself from things that sink. Thank you, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. I hope that every home right now is having their prayer time. I hope that every one of you is having time of prayer. It doesn't do any good to not be a doer of the word of God. We are warned against hearing only, but we must be doers. That's why that voice is simply permission to step into action, to activate your faith, activate your voice, to listen and talk and and, and make a move of faith. You haven't received it until you've moved. You haven't really received it until you've made a step. The step is evidence of your faith being, being activated. Make a step. Make a step. Make a step. God is reinventing what it means to have a relationship with, with Jesus Christ right now. It's being reinvented. We used to traditionally get to get out of where we were sitting and come down to the front of a church. But now you can't do that. What will you do now? you will step on top of your fear. That's how you step out now. It's not really physically where you step to. It's spiritually where you step to. Because right now, you can't step into a better place physically but you can step into a better place spiritually you can step on top of what you're afraid of and that's what the power of Jesus will do for you it will help you make a step out a step up and that's what you should be doing right now in your prayer time since you can't step up to the front of a church to pray you now have to step out with your faith step out with your faith. Lord, I cover every home right now as I I close out this live stream and I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the Holy Ghost minister and move. We will not be a people of fear. We will not be a people that are drowned by all the wind and waves and things we see. You are a storm stopper. You still speak to waves and wind. You still speak to situations that seems impossible. the name of jesus christ right now we worship you lord we bless your name we honor you lord and we worship you and exalt you right now with our voices lifted high and our voices raised to heaven you're worthy jesus to be praised you're worthy jesus to be exalted worthy jesus to be lifted up god With every eye closed, wherever you are, something the Holy Ghost spoke to me in this sermon today is that sometimes we walk on top and sometimes we're pulled out. Either way, you win. Either way, you are successful. Doubting is a part of the process. When Jesus asks, why'd you doubt? It's a rhetorical question. The Lord knows we will doubt. And this is why he's close enough. This is why he saves us. This is why he lifts us up. I want to encourage you right now and tell you that the same God that can help you have moments where nothing can stop you is the same God can lift you up when you've let everything get to you. If you feel like you haven't been perfect in this quarantine, if you feel like you should have had great faith, you should have had had a lot of power, but you feel like you failed and you've sunk down, I want to encourage you and tell you that the God who got you going who got you started is the same God that will help you continue. The same God that got you going in the first place, that you felt that power and that move and the Spirit move is the same God that that will come and save you, will come and lift you up. So be encouraged today and know that you're still better off trying to walk on water than staying in your comfort zone. Because the Lord will save you by letting you have that miracle walking water experience. But the Lord will also save you by picking you up because you tried. Because you tried. You have to try. You have to try. You can feel like you're sinking and still live. Still live. That's the beauty and the power of our God. He's a redeemer and he is a restorer. He is a redeemer and a restorer. Thank you, Jesus. Receive that word today. We love you all from Austin First Church. On behalf of my wife and I and our church family, if you're watching online today, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We hope the best for you. We are praying for all of you. We're praying for comfort and for strength during this difficult time. Praying for all of our first responders and all of our doctors and nurses who pray God's protection on you. My greatest advice to every person out there who needs more equipment and needs more masks and needs more gloves is my encouragement is I have a guarantee for you you might not get any of those things but I promise you if you reach out to Jesus Christ I promise you he will, he can do more than any device made with man's hands. He can do more than the gloves can do he can do more than the mask can do Everybody's looking for these things and they are important, I agree. But there's nothing greater, nothing more important than the protection of the name of Jesus on you as you go forward. I encourage you right now is no time not to have Jesus Christ. This is the hour I want to be covered head to toe with the name of Jesus. Be safe and be blessed in Jesus' name. We love you all. God bless you. We're here for you. Anything we do to help, let us know. We'll see you Wednesday night our live stream. God bless you.